Black Friday is officially here, and it's our biggest sale of the year. It's the it's the biggest thing that we've ever done. Courses, master collections, 65% off right now, plus the free photographer's toolkit. But guess what? We have just launched three new products. The first one is a new tutorial on Pinterest for photographers, and we're going to break it down and show you how that you can use your images on Pinterest. Now, when I first heard about the idea of doing a Pinterest tutorial, I really wasn't on board. But then Jared Bauman, the instructor, broke down how photographers are underutilizing Pinterest and how it is probably the biggest social media marketing tool that you can use now. Now, we've also just launched two new master collections. The first one is a medium format sky library. We're giving you 100 raw images of skies from every time of the day. So if you're a real estate photographer, you're an architecture photographer, you do composites, you want to swap out that boring sky with one that's pretty badass, well, we've got 100 images just for you. Now our third product that we just launched, you guessed it. Well, maybe you didn't guess it, but 3D LUTs for Capture One. If you're using Capture One, this is probably one of the most powerful color grading tools that you can now use at the raw level. We have engineered these with Earth Oliver and another program called 3D LUT Creator, and then have formatted them through the cube file technology, and they now work in Capture One Pro. Now we've got bundle deals as well. If you get three tutorials, you can get a free master collection. No code needed. Just add three tutorials to your cart and a master collection, and that master collection is going to be discounted for free at checkout. Spend over $250, you can get an extra 15% off with the code BLUE15 at checkout. You want to stock up? You're going to spend more than $400? Great. Use the code BLUE25 to get an extra 25% off at checkout. These deals are going on through Cyber Monday. Only a few days left to save. Check out ProEDU.com. Let's get into this podcast. Welcome to the ProEDU Podcast. Where Rob and Gary talk and drink with your favorite artist. So grab yourself a cold sarsaparilla and saddle up. In this episode, we are sitting down and talking editorial photography with Clay Cook and Alexandra Nicky. Alex. It was the owner of Resource Magazine. Hello. And then also Frederick Van Fucking Johnson is here still. <laughs> I am still here. <laughs> and Bob Grimm mm-hmm. still here. So Clay, you're a returning guest, but for the people that maybe didn't hear the first episode, give us a little rundown on who you are. I am a editorial and portrait photographer based in the beautiful state of Kentucky, Louisville, and uh, do a lot of traveling. So I'm kind of all over the place a lot. And Alex? Give us, give us the rundown. You? Give us your life story, actually. My life story. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's start from the beginning. Let's How start long with, is this podcast? Let's start with baby Alex. <laughs> as long as we want it to be. Talk to me about I'll, baby I'll Alex. Oh, well, okay, if you really want to. Um, well, I grew up in photography or around photography. My father assisted Avedon for seven years. Um, awesome. He also, also other greats, Albert Watson, who was just on the last cover of Resource Magazine, Diane Arbus, Helmut Newton, uh, many, many greats. Uh, and then he moved on to do his doing his own photography, which 
he did very well at. We had a, an incredible loft on West 12th Street in Manhattan. And it was, it was a rock star lifestyle. I was constantly around models and art directors and shoots and just, I remember going to the dark room, <laughs> which he had a dark room, and in the dark, cursing for the first time, just to hear those words come out of my mouth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, photography has always been part of my life. Now I own Resource Magazine, which is a photography magazine. I have another business called The Prop Stylist, but we rep 12 stylists right now. How did you wind up not shooting with all the, this influence around you and, you know, God, hanging out yeah. with some amazing people? That's actually a very good question. I'm not sure. Really? Yeah. Did I it don't. just not speak to you? Did it not resonate with wanting to be a photographer? Or did you just like the, the other sides of the business? You know, I've always had an eye for imaging. Like, I'll do a lot of design. Uh, prop styling also requires that. But I'm not sure why I haven't really picked up cameras too much. I have a 35 millimeter. Uh, I'll shoot with that occasionally, but I'm by no means a photographer. Right. But Let's I don't get this know. woman a camera. Yeah, we should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I can't afford a camera. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. So in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, getting your work published. And I can't honestly think of two better people to talk to. We've got somebody who does nothing but publish work and somebody who has really, you've built your career in many ways on the editorial world. Absolutely. Um, Clay, how'd you kind of get the attention of so many magazines to say, yeah, I want to work with Clay Cook. I want him to, to tell our stories. When I got started into photography, I always knew from the music industry that you kind of have to make a splash to make people like notice. Mm -hmm. So I developed a, a series of uh, pictures that were based around the concept of uh, James Bond girls. Mm -hmm. So um, that was like my first series I did, and I love James Bond films. So I came at it from a very cinematic approach. I storyboarded things original stories with each one of them. They had their unique locations and their own names. And I think I did 10 Bond girls total. And so that was like my first series that I did and that I just kind of put out to the world like, hey, I'm shooting photography. I'm loving this. It's such a, a immersion of creativity for me. Uh, my second series was based around Lady Gaga. I loved the uh, Born This Way and that, that whole album really sort of resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And so I partnered with a makeup artist and we developed a series of portraits based upon each song on, uh, on that album. And so that was my second sort of series. And then I put it all into a book and then I gave that book to uh, magazines in locally in Louisville. And at the time, there wasn't really a creative scene in Louisville. Uh, there is definitely now, but it was something that was just kind of forming. Emerging. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, so there's a lot of need for fashion in Louisville because the Kentucky Derby. So there's a lot of hats. There's a lot of fashion that's uh, a lot of boutiques and all this stuff. So um, I just sort of uh, said, hey, here's what I can do. Um, I can bring a, not only an eye to this, but also sort of a directorial and creative role into this whole thing as a creative director. So I got that uh, book out to the right people, and that was my first magazine job. Alex, set the stage for us in terms of the industry, the publishing industry, and from a, a photographer that wants to be in Resource Magazine, that's, they've set that as a goal for themselves, but there's all these other avenues where they can publish, you know, like Instagram, social media, YouTube to some degree, Facebook, etc. Paint us kind of a flowchart of where Resource Magazine and publishing in general fits in that sort of flowchart. 
Okay, interesting question. Well, first of all, I wanted to mention we have published Clay, hmm. uh, a feature article, in fact. Awesome. It was actually for the fitness issue. Sure. And Clay went through, you know, quite a, a fitness adventure, I guess, yeah. <laughs> with incredible goals and also well-documented. And so, you know, there's always going to be something that kind of catches your attention. Nowadays, very often, Instagram comes first, where that will catch your attention. You'll follow someone who, you know, not ne- not even necessarily with a huge following, but just somebody that inspires you and, you know, that you start kind of getting a feel for their style. And, and then at some point, there might be just the perfect fit. To me, it feels like publishing and appearing in Atoms, you know, versus electrons is kind of the, the holy grail. It's kind of, for me, it feels like, and tell me if I'm wrong, it feels like the positioning is almost like social media and all these different people that you can reach through social media is almost like Walmart or something, right? And, or the Walmart jewelry counter. You know, you can go there and they're everywhere, but a print publication is up there and it's like a Tiffany's. If you can get in there, you know, it, it says something, even though the reach may not be the bazillions of what, you know, Instagram has or whatever, but these are not hollow calories. Do you feel the same way? Absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, I do get the question very often, you know, about, well, is print going to die? Is print dead? Um, Possibly on its way out. (laughs) Everything is. I mean, yeah, left and right, you see magazines closing. And I think generally in in the for the concept of a printed piece, unfortunately, there are a lot of, you know, dying titles out there. Um, I think the reason resources print version is still so popular is specifically because of that because we have our our audience being well now very heavily influencers and creators of all types so instagrammers vloggers youtubers so their world is so passing but like frederick was saying it's like there there's only one cover and to have that position is there's so much more honor in having that you know it's limited it's you know, it, it, it's not like the endless opportunities that are in the digital world or social media world. It's there's just one, you know, every quarter or two. So I think oddly enough, that kind of contrast to the world we're so used to is actually what is causing the, the success right now for our print version. How does this, Clay, how does this stuff affect your work? Like the, the or I'll put a finer point on it, the social media being on the cover of a popular magazine, is that part of the goal that drives what you're doing? Or are you the pure artist that says, you know what, I have this thing like the Lady Gaga thing. I have this this burning desire to create this body of work. I'm going to do it whether anyone looks at it or not. Yeah, it, for me, what drives me more than uh, anything else is kind of using the tool and the sort of the gift I've been given to uh, make an impact. And so I've done a lot more reportage work you know, everything that's sort of surrounding a story is really what drives me to continue and create, you know, a sustainable body of work sure. constantly. So um, as far as like the magazine stuff, uh, most of the magazine and editorial jobs I get now actually end up in an online format. So uh, when it is published, it's awesome. When it is in print, it's cool. But uh, more and more, I'm seeing my work go into uh, online uh, blogs and uh, things like that because I think you know print is uh, evolving, if you will, um, into more into a, a web format. So I'm interested in your foresight. I, I think that 
your career is different than a lot of photographers because most photographers um, are kind of encouraged by getting feedback on the images that they've taken. Uh, and that leads them to understanding more about photography and understanding that they had to tell a story. You started with the story, completely scripting it out, understanding that the story was the end-all be-all, right? Um, and, and built your first set of images on that and then went out after editorial work. Was editorial kind of an intentional stepping stone or were you just curious about getting your ideas in front of people? Did you know where it was going to go? No. I had, uh, you know, I still kind of just float um a lot with uh with sort of the the direction um you know editorial was just something that sort of resonated with me because seeing my work in print was is just awesome you know it's it's a really uh, rewarding satisfying thing to see like your hard work in a tangible form magazines were just something that like i said were readily available to me and i was like okay i want to do that I know that in editorial, a story is an important component, obviously, the copy. So I've always just been attracted to that sort of style of, of, of photography. What kind of feedback are you getting versus if you compare the, the comments that you get from your work that appears in print versus that appears strictly on the web? You know, much of my audience is photographers. So there's, there's, there is that. Um, you know, obviously, if I post a photo on Instagram or Facebook or wherever I'm going to get a lot of feedback if it's cool lighting or, you know, it looks dramatic. But for me, um, I'm using the, my social media as a, as a way to change and impact and, and use it as a platform to tell stories. I don't see that there's any real difference between comments from a photo that ends up in print to a photo that ends up on web. It's just all kind of the same photography um, to me. I'm going to treat hey, this is going to be on a cover. Like, I'm going to realize that and know that, and I'm going to spend a little bit extra time, but I'm going to spend just as much time and uh, thought process to a cover shot as I would just a small little, you know, magazine thing, you know. Uh, yeah, get, but you're paying attention to the story, not necessarily the vehicle that it's going in. Absolutely. I'm always, I'm, like, story is a huge thing for me, so I always ask for the story before I do a... Uh, editorial project or and if it's not prepared then I ask at least try to get a bearing on what it's about or the concept behind it so yeah I'm working I'm, I'm actually doing a shoot in Nashville right now for National Geographic and I actually was just got off uh, an email and it's so important for me that I understand what the story is about so that I can better better drive sort of the, the the thought process of the photography to correspond with what the point of the article is about. So, so this is a question for both of you. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. The do's and don'ts of approaching a publication to get your work published. Go for it. Hmm. Start with the don'ts. Well, okay, I mean, I get a lot of story pitches that are, they're typically horrible. I'm, I'm not sure why. <laughs> Um, when I get that pitch, but it's an email with, you know, one of the stitched together, like a bunch of the images from the shoot in one image. That wow. happens a lot. I'm not sure why. Like a collage. Uh, yeah, like a collage. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is that a thing for <laughs> pitching? I don't know. I don't know, but you I, tell us, I you're hate the that. Publisher. So yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. No collages. Um, no yeah. collages. No Next. collages. I don't know. Can you cancel that collage I was making earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Delete that, please. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like it's hard to pitch a single story. It's too specific. 
to introduce yourself as a photographer, as you know, and showing what you do, I could keep that in the back of my mind when I'm you know looking for content and I'm thinking, oh, actually, we do have something coming up that might fit for this person. Um, but when I'm looking at a single like photo shoot of some fashion shoot or something, I mean, how what are the chances that it's going to be absolutely perfect for something that I'm about to publish? Yeah, not Pretty slim. Yeah, very, very slim. So you're just cutting your chances down enormously by pitching a single story, unless unless it's a really phenomenal story about you know something that has like an article-worthy story behind it. What about you, sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna let him talk to you later? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. We'll figure that out later. Yeah, uh, in the pool. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me. It, it was always just uh, built on relationships more than anything else. The pitch for me was just like, you know, talking to people and telling my story a little bit and showing work. And I know that clientele and potential clientele um, will judge your work in about three seconds. So um, you really have to make a splash or an impact with just a few uh, images collectively. So let's talk about that relationship a little bit. Mm -hmm. Alex, what are you looking for? In photographers and clay what are you looking for when you go after a specific mag like who are you looking for when you're looking at magazines i'm looking for a a, a, a client that not only has a good budget but which is impossible uh, <laughs> yeah exactly and to find good budget right? um but i love working with um people that have cool stories you know and, and like the the copy is something that's um, impactful or engaging. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for is, is a story uh, that's really going to be fun to read, entertaining, charismatic, energetic, all that stuff is what I look for. Um, so for example, like I, I worked, I did a job for uh, Popular Mechanics in which the goal was to drive from Kentucky to North Carolina through the Smoky Mountains without a GPS and see if you could actually do it. And it took about two extra days because... Because <laughs> you didn't know how to read a map? Well, <laughs> I was following the editor. So the, oh, this is the editor. He yeah. was in a... Uh, Don't make excuses. A fender. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes that sun is hard to spot. Right? So <laughs> <laughs> it was such a fun job. And that's the, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that I, I love, you know, that really is, is cool. Awesome. Alex, what are you looking for in photographers? Well, uh, from my perspective, I mean, that's really, there's two different things. There's shooters to shoot something original for the magazine, and then there's people you want to feature, right? So uh, it's two different worlds. I mean, for me, I work with a lot of the same photographers uh, when it comes to shooting things for the magazine. I would imagine most magazines, not all, but most will require portrait photography. So, I mean, that's the number one, <laughs> being able to shoot people. Um, second environments um, and also being able to be creative I mean the the three photographers who shoot a lot for us they're bringing in ideas of their own and collaborating with my ideas um, trying to understand the subjects um, and sort of their personality or their quirks or little things that they're that can actually uh, almost animate the shot or represent them even stronger than you know than just a portrait yeah. Um, so there, details. So there are like four photographers that that get to work with you. Is yeah. there hope for photographers who are emerging and want to be published? Is are they all one in a million? Was Clay one in the million that that was able to break through? 
No, well, we were featuring Clay, so he didn't shoot for it. Well, no, no, I'm well, ta- but I'm talking about uh, his career path as meaning uh, 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 being yeah. being an editorial photographer, being published, uh, developing those relationships. If you're really only looking at a small segment of people to work with, how hard is it for people to truly break into this business? Um, it's hard, and not to mention, you know, like you, like we've been discussing the sort of demise of print. Um, I mean, really, what you want to do is you want to be in advertising, <laughs> that's where the money's at. I mean, even if you do manage to shoot for a magazine, it's not a huge budget 99% of the time. So really what you, in terms of the usefulness of being published, it's to be able to showcase your work, not necessarily shoot for the magazine. Connections is a big thing. Getting out there, personally meeting people is pretty much the best way to get to the right people. You know, networking parties or- it's trust, I mean like, clientele trust me you know to bring exactly. to have a creative voice okay. to have a voice in the picture um, or pictures whatever we're going for and so um, you said like you trust these photographers to conceptualize and bring things to the table that's very important is that you have a unique uh, voice in the in the photo you know or in in, in the the job itself Alex how how important is uh, is you know for in terms of the photographers that want that aspire to get into the magazine you know or in it or on it on the cover how important is their social footprint and how many followers they have how does that factor into your decision making process as to okay well you know his work sucks but he's got 5 million people following him so. that is a huge factor and not necessarily in terms of m- whether I publish them or not, but in terms of just everything that everyone is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, there's quite a number of influencers who have incredible work and they're doing something right to get it out there. So it needs to be looked at in terms of, you know, well, as a, as a study or inspiration or, you know, whatever it really, whoever, whatever you're taking from it. But um, that is a factor in the sense that it's such a huge part of, the world. Yeah. Like and, a celebrity like, like Casey Neistat, right? So if Casey's not a photographer, he's a daily vlogger, right? But he's got legions of loyal, rabid, addicted fans that watch him every single day and everything he publishes. If Casey says, you know what, I want to be on Resource Magazine and I'm, I'm an aspiring photographer, I just got this new Sony and I want to I get on the cover. Does he have a shot at it? Well, he's already been on the cover. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but is that why he got on the cover or is it... Um, yeah, I mean, but there's, there's an imaging aspect to that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's... But it was him. It wasn't his work. It was... Oh, no, no. Also his work. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if it's not, um, like his work is not very polished, for for instance, you know, he doesn't do a lot of color grading or, um, you know, especially early in, in the vlogging days, you know, there was a lot of aspects to his shooting that other filmmakers would be like, oh, he could do this much better, do that much better. This could be a better edit. But he was so unique in his style and also, you know, his methods Yeah. that there's plenty there to aspire to. You know, I mean, he's actually, I, th- I believe, one of the most inspiring people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's a question of what can everyone else, you know, reader, readers of resource or other image makers or um, really anyone kind of take from that subject and learn something from. So what's next? What do you have on the horizon, Clay? What's... Well, I just wrapped up a big campaign for Kentucky tourism. So I've been, I shot that, um, let's see, last month. I was pretty much off the grid for about a month uh, shooting the 2019 Visitor's Guide and the 
2019 ad campaign that they're going to be using, um, both broadcast and print. And then I wrapped up another campaign for Stash. It's like an investment app shooting uh, the one and only Batty Winkle. She was a lot of fun. Um, speaking of influencers, yeah. <laughs> How old she's, is she? She's 90. That's awesome. What would she like to work with? She was a lot of fun, you yeah. know. Um, she's she's old, you know, yeah. so she doesn't move that much. Um, it's, you know, um, but she's a game. She's a team player. She's super game um, for whatever. And uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, her granddaughter started her Instagram and she was, she was there, Kennedy. And, uh, you know, they kind of bounce off each other a little bit. But she was like, oh, I got to go to L.A. because she walked the red carpet at the Glow premiere at, for Netflix. And it's crazy. She's 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 a lot of fun. But um, yeah, it's wrapped up that campaign. And then I'm heading to Africa in uh, what, two weeks for uh, for a water well project in uh, Tanzania. So and Alex, what's next for you? I actually have another business on the horizon. So it's a photo agency, essentially just signing talent. A lot of them happen to be in this kind of crossover world of commercial shooters slash influencers. They'll have maybe YouTube channels, large Instagram followings, and great commercial work. So kind of starting to bridge the worlds where I feel like right now it's still semi-new and separate where like corporations or brands will not understand how to work with this specific group of creators slash influencers. Um, and I think we need a new name for that, right? Yeah. Because that, that takes too long to say, creators slash influencers. So yeah, I mean, I have a few really amazing guys and girls coming on. I keep trying to get Clay, but I'm working on that. Clay, one last question. What, what, what stories do you still want to tell? Your, your career's kind of evolved. You started telling stories in magazines and you're doing advertising. You're actually doing a lot of um, non-for-profit work now as well with the, with the Water Boys and that kind of stuff. What, what do you want to do with the rest of your storytelling abilities? Well, there's so many stories to tell, you know, and I think that's a really important aspect for photographers and everyone to, to keep in mind is that there's a lot of people out there that need their story told. And that's how, you know, social impact is made is everybody stop with just sort of adding to the noise and start telling stories that need to be told. And so I feel it's like my responsibility to do so. So I'm going to continue to seek as many stories as possible and tell them the best way I know how, which is photography. Awesome. That's refreshing. Yeah, that is very refreshing. I like that. All right. Where do you want people to find you guys? Uh, well, resourcemagonline.com or resourcemag on Instagram. That's probably best. Or my, my Instagram is bitchceo. Bitch CEO? Bitch CEO. Wow. So I didn't know that. That's come follow me. Wow. <laughs> That's descriptive. That's memorable. I, yeah. I felt I felt like it was suiting, you know? Yeah. Fit? It fits because I'm if anyone who knows me knows I'm really not a bitch. I'm very nice. <laughs> so I can take advantage of that title. Clay, where are you at? Clay Cook Photo across the board. Claycookphoto.com, Clay Cook Photo, Inst Instagram, Facebook. All right, final thoughts. Jerry Springer, lay it on us. 
reaffirmed that publishing is not going away. I don't think it's going away. I think everything is in a state of flux and things are, which they have been since the beginning of time, right? Everything is changing and, and morphing and it takes smart people and people with creative drive and business acumen to make this stuff happen. I think what a lot of photographers that are listening to this are like, I want to be in print and how do I do that? And we gave them some actionable tips on how what not to do, you know, in order to do that. So, you know, yeah. success, you know, and you have to, I think, the definition of goals of what you want to do, like whether it be I want to create a story. This story is drilling in the back of my head and I need to execute it or else it's going to bug me until the end of time. Or I want to get in a print publication like Resource Mag and that's my holy grail. Define those and then go for it. ProEDU is now unlimited. Get access to every single tutorial. Sign up at ProEDU.com today. Limitless potential, mofos. The dude definitely abides. This podcast is officially over. Catch you a little later on down the trail, dude. Never stop learning. <laughs>